Hi everyone, it's Ricky. I am just popping in to say this is part one of our season finale. And in this episode, I interview Lakin on a couple heavy topics. And then our next episode, she's going to interview me on another kind of heavy topic. We both wanted to do these and we are looking forward to them. And we're just trying to clear up misconception. However, in this episode, I do want to put a trigger warning. We are talking about Lakin's relationship with fitness and the topics of eating disorders, body dysmorphia, and relationships with physical fitness will be brought up. If those topics are sensitive for you, I highly recommend to not listen to this podcast and to click off now. Uh, If you're willing to learn about them and okay with hearing them, definitely stay tuned. However, I won't be mad at you if you skip this one. It is a little bit heavy. And thank you so much for listening if you do. And this is part one of our season finale. Ready? Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Mean Girls Suck podcast. We are two former mean girls who no longer suck. And today is super exciting for us because we have um, Jed, who is our producer for this episode. Womp, 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 womp. Womp, womp, We need the little... Thanks for being here, Jed. The buttons. Do you want to grab a button? They're behind you. <laughs> oh, does it have battery still? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jed. This makes our lives infinitely easier, so I'm excited about it. I am too. Yeah. Um, so our main goal for season two was to kind of interview as many friends as possible. Yeah. And um, we were going to talk to all the weirdos in our life. And we actually, we're trying really hard with the video setup. Uh, we have been all season. So if you're watching video, I hope you enjoy it because this has been... It's been a mess. It, yeah, there's been some days where I'm like, I'm really angry. And podcasting is actually very easy and very hard at the same time. Podcasting, um, I feel like, is incredibly difficult if you want to do it well. And then there's always the argument of like, well, who cares if it's done well? And if you want to have something... I care. To, if you want to have something to show for yourself, it should be done well. So yeah, it's I, been a little bit of a headache. I definitely care. Um. However, we had an idea where we would interview each other. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple things that we've been like, oh, we need a whole episode for that. Um, so we're going to record like two parts back to back. And it's going to be episode nine and ten. Uh, so I guess this is part one to like our season finale. Yeah. 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 Which is crazy. It went by really fast. It did go by really fast. Um, and then we'll be taking a little bit of a break. We have like 20 concerts. September's. To- so busy there's 14 concerts that i have to either attend or take photos at and Mm -hmm. you have just as many Um, yeah so we're gonna be busy so it's a perfect time it literally was like can we just record the last two episodes knock them out Mm -hmm. while in this two weeks where i'm not very busy before i get too busy to care about the podcast yeah because i mean like we don't make money from it so like (laughs) we need to start prioritizing other things uh we aren't backed by a studio yet yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The, stu- the studio is my spare bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> spare, spare bedroom at the Mechanics. So, I don't know. I like this idea, though, of um, interviewing each other on topics. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like, okay, we wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just go ahead and do it. Splitting this into interviews with each other, we each picked a topic, what we wanted to be interviewed on, kind of. Yeah. Um, and so... Like it's going to go first. Yeah. We're going to talk about me first. So, which is um, weird because I've, I don't think I've ever been interviewed. I usually am the one asking people about um, themselves. Well, and the things that like I wanted to talk about, we definitely have talked about like personally with each other, but we've, 
and we've touched on in the podcast, but we've never really talked about it. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to talk about like, because one of the main things that one of the the first times I met you when we reconnected was when you were very heavily into bodybuilding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there there I, was a point where you left the house and Jed asked if you were sick. And there's like a lot of huge um, misconceptions that I haven't really corrected people on to yeah. when they speak for me for this bodybuilding experience yeah. that I went through. So I'm kind of excited to talk. Have about I ever done it? it? Yeah. I wait. I've like spoken for you. Yeah, on it. definitely. Really? Oh, yeah. Like in a bad way? <laughs> Um, in a way that I didn't necessarily resonate with, but it wasn't, it, it didn't bother me because it, your perception, I don't think is invalid. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Well, I guess I only know what you've told me as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is good. Cause we're clearing the air. Yeah. Um, when did you start working out? Like what made you want to start? Cause you didn't work out like in high school, you played sports and you did swimming. Well, um, I have been very conscious over my body since I was about five years old, um, I remember the day that um, I used to be in slims. Like when you were a kid, it's like the equivalent to being like a double zero. I was in like slims clothing and I hit a growth spurt and I wasn't able to fit that size anymore. And somebody had gotten me a pair of shorts and I remember feeling very embarrassed because I couldn't fit into them anymore. And you also have to take into consideration. I've been exposed to Playboy in particular from a very young age. So I've always had this misconception in my mind of like what a beautiful woman is, mm -hmm. which was like thin and blonde, whatever. And then as I'm like growing up, I'm like five, six years old. I hit a growth spurt. I start to gain weight. Um, and I, that was kind of when I like first became aware of my body. And then I, um, I played some sports through school I wasn't like a huge athlete by any means I did like a year of golf did a year of swimming um, I danced for the longest period I danced probably up until like my sophomore year of high school and then um, I ended up dropping out of dance to go to cosmetology school and that year my junior year is when I started going to an actual gym so I've been like obsessed over my body for a long time but I officially stepped foot in a gym for real uh, when I was like 16. And the gym kind of just like enabled it you think? Yeah. Like it's like oh I've been obsessed with my body and now I'm able to like put it into action. Mm. Definitely and also like back then um, fitness back then wasn't anything close to what it was now so like I went into the gym and I only did cardio. Was that 2011? Yeah. That's when we still, everybody still wanted to be skinny. Yeah. So like. I uh, was still coming out of the skinny era. Mm -hmm. I was like, like very weirded out, like not weirded out. I was intimidated by like the weight room. So I only did cardio and I didn't up the resistance because I didn't understand how it worked. And it was very much like a restrict binge cycle with a lot of cardio on top of it. Because when you're a dancer, your whole thing is cardio. Yeah. You know, I, what's, what's, is it, um, there's aerobic and then what is the other word the difference between like having a slow heart rate like for long distance running and then competitive dancing there's two different words around aerobic and it's like the different methods sprint of, versus distance no there's like i watched a video just today on dancing versus running which is really weird mm -hmm. um and i was watching a video on Haley fam and how she did competitive dancing and i guess it doesn't really matter but there was two different words for it 
when it came to like healthy long distance running and then competitive dancing and how starkly different exercises they are. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, but with so when you say like restricting, like were you and like binging, were you just what were your eating habits like? And were you just like yeah. doing massive amounts of cardio? Uh yeah. So my eating habits uh were terrible. Uh they still they're better now, but I've always had like a weird relationship with food. Um I remember I started eating a lot of fast food when I was a kid. Um when, you know, as so it goes, when you have a mom who is very career oriented and then a dad who doesn't know how to take care of himself and then they're divorced. Not a lot of cooking going on. Not a lot of cooking. Um, like my mom did cook for me and stuff, but I um, spent a lot of time at my dad's um, and my mom cooked for me as well. I don't want it to come across like I never had a home cooked meal, but I have never seen pot roast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I developed a uh, taste for fast food in particular and sweets like very early on. Um, and especially when I was in dance, I, <laughs> as it goes, you, uh, you don't really know that you're restricting until you because everybody else around you is doing it yeah and also like there's not really a term for it until you stumble upon like somebody teaching you the terms and then it gets worse so like I for example because then you're like oh there's a thing and there's something to follow yeah so um eating disorder tumblr was uh my gateway into like probably what started my worst habits like I knew that like I probably didn't have a great relationship with food I'm a very emotional eater um, and I don't think I, ha- I really had a huge problem other than just like kind of an unhealthy way of looking at it up until I was on a uh, butterfly tumbler and that's the butter, the blue butterfly emoji. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, and I never, actually, I, I somehow, this is not, not to interrupt, but this is why I'm glad that we're talking about these things because the next episode and what we talk about. Is mm-hmm. something that you also haven't been through. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I haven't been through this like at all. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember I had a friend. Um, this was a few years before the whole Tumblr thing. I was like uh, eighth grade-ish. And um, she was like a scene girl. And scene girls were known for being skinny. So she taught me about like walking off your apple that you just ate and how you wanted to be skinny or how... Um, like I had another friend, this isn't the same girl. I had another friend that we texted each other. I remember, um, like keeping each other on track for not eating for like a certain amount of time. Um, and like my friend had a boyfriend. So my friend was a soccer player, like beautiful, thin, long legs, like just gorgeous. And her boyfriend was like a piece of shit kid you know I think we're freshmen at the time Mm -hmm. we were walking down the road and him and I like didn't get along he was just kind of mean to me and uh he said that when we were walking down the road um we looked like the number 10 me being the zero you told me this before yeah and so that was the first time I didn't eat for like days yeah was that time I didn't really repeat that cycle because it was like I'm I'm more of a binge type of person. I'm not really like a restrict for days type of person. Um, but keep in mind, he said this to me and I was maybe 165 pounds at five nine. Yeah. Like not 
heavy. <laughs> when, when we, and I'm, I'm almost jealous of teenagers now because I was like a size like 13 in middle school. Mm-hmm. And that was considered like. That was considered fat. huge. That was considered fat. Like yeah. a size like eight was. And I'm almost like relieved that like it, we've gotten away from that because I, I feel like I don't. I, I don't see people obsessing with being overly skinny. I know it's like it comes and it goes and everybody has their own issues. Mm-hmm. But like for people who are younger than us or even maybe older than us, like who are listening to this, that aren't necessarily in our generation. Like if you were above a size six, it was like you were fat. It's, it's, it's just it's still it, it, there, but it's morphed into something else. Yeah. Now we're looking at like um, BBLs and like yeah. that type of like unobtainable body like structure um it i because i see it all the time yeah it's the standards for skinny i feel like skinny isn't necessarily used anywhere anymore and it has morphed but the standards for skinny when we were younger were so the margins were so thin like yeah yeah it's like yeah and it's like it really just depended i feel like oh i developed faster i Mm -hmm. hit puberty faster Mm -hmm. god forbid yeah yeah i mean like i was a dancer and i'm tall um and so, like, I've always had, like, kind of, like, dominant quads. And I remember just hating how, like, fat my legs were because yeah. I would sit down um, in the summer and you'd be wearing shorts and, like, you could see your thighs touching or you'd, like, peel off the back of a metal chair because it's summer and it's hot outside. And it's, like, what what skin does, it's what the body does. But it's, like, it was portrayed to us as, like, super gross, yeah. you know? So, like. Um, yeah, I like 16 is kind of like when the whole, like the, the worst of it started. Um, but before then I definitely like, I, I don't think I've had a healthy relationship with food in probably over two decades. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably always been there. Like, yeah. Like I also grew up in a house that was full of like constant dieting, Mm yo-yo dieting, the whole thing, like the Oreo thins. You remember those like little Oreo thin yeah. crisps, like Weight Watchers all the time, getting into Weight Watchers, getting out of Weight Watchers, trying this diet, trying that diet. Um, and I mean, like my family is still that, still that way. Yeah. No, nobody's really changed, you know, yeah. and like nothing has really been sustainable. So I was just thrown into it. You're kind of just taught. And, and that's crazy because I never really dealt with like disordered eating, mm-hmm. but like I didn't grow up in a household like that. Yeah. We never ate out mm-hmm. like and it might have been because I grew up in like a farm type environment. We always had dinner in. Yeah. And if we ate out, it was like Sundays mm-hmm. when we were watching NASCAR. Yeah. And I we mean, got pizza. I mean, I didn't eat out like every night of the week, but I remember that's it was from a young age that I like there's some people who never developed like the constant craving for fast food. Mm-hmm. I just happened to develop that early you also your mom had another kid when you were like 10 right yeah but I don't really think that I don't think that had a lot it impacted it Mm -mm. so when did when did working out go from cardio to weightlifting and actually like like because there was a couple years where I feel like you were on and off bodybuilding like up until the point where like I'm thinking of when I saw you and you were like super skinny yeah. I feel like you were on and off like bodybuilding. I, I tell people I'm on and off. I haven't been off lifting weights up until recently for quite a, quite a long time. 
um I'm i think like right post high school like where are you at with it so um 18 ish um i started dating this guy and he was a gym bro at the time and i wanted him to teach me how to lift weights and so i was like 18 mm-hmm. that's when i started lifting weights and then um me and my friend kelly um we started getting into the gym more consistently and heavily together when I was in college. So like 20, cause I went to college when I was like 19 to 20. I did an accelerated program. Did you have a good concept of like bulking and cutting body lifting versus power lifting yet? No. Are you just lifting weights? I was just lifting weights. For people who don't understand my perspective, um, I'm not a super avid power lifter, but mm-hmm. I have like done like bulking and cutting and powerlifting. I personally have never done bodybuilding, mm-hmm. but I've been surrounded by powerlifting for like the past like 10 years. Yeah. So I, I guess like at that age though, like I was wondering like if you were, ju- you were just throwing weights around, do you think? I, yeah. Ego lifting and Instagram workouts were the thing. Yeah. That's like when like, um, get your booty big. Yeah. So like when, um, like gym shark for, I remember the first year that gym shark like became big and like went into business and like, Oh yeah. Like when Nikki Blackadder they started and buff bunny started and Christian Guzman was dating Nikki. He wasn't even with Heidi yet. And like the Jen Selter, when she started her thing on Instagram, like all those influencers, like the OGs, came in around like 2014 2015 gym sharks were the like the first influencer like fitness brand the first like, big the one instagram age mm-hmm. one yeah and so like that was kind of like my lead-in was i was taught how to ego lift by my ex-boyfriend um and he was very he didn't mean to be <laughs> he was very clear on how he wished that i looked and it was like fitness models yeah i was very insecure not his fault well no, it's not his fault. I'll, I'll say that. Not his fault. But he didn't help. And uh, I had no concept. You came into the relationship with insecurities and yeah. he yeah. perpetuated them unintentionally. Sure. Unintentionally, but like it's hard when you don't have good form. I had terrible form. I knew nothing about nutrition. The only thing I knew about supplements was a protein shake a day. And just like doing like deadlifts and barbell squats. I and wasn't stuff. even deadlifting. Oh my God. I didn't do my first deadlift till like 2015. Oh, wow. And that's like, however long after I even stepped foot in a gym, I was doing like the like booty building workouts or the chest workouts or this like the Stairmaster, then you do this. And um, how was your diet? Were you on any crazy supplements yet? No, my diet at that point, I'd lost a shit ton of weight, but my diet was actually pretty good. I meal prepped not really knowing knowing what I was doing. It's like doing rice. and Yeah, I was doing just like healthy meals so that was probably the best my eating ever was yeah because I was more of like the 80 20 rule I was doing what I needed to like most of the time Mm -hmm. but I like never let it interfere with my life weren't you also in college Mm -hmm. so I guess like that kind of took your focus off of a lot yeah so a lot of my mental energy just went to do I have breakfast lunch and then a meal to eat before I go to the gym at night and then I'll have like dinner um, because my schedule in college with this accelerated program, it kind of worked just like school where I'd get there at like anywhere between seven and nine in the morning, depending on when that class started. And then I would go to school all day. I'd go to work from like five to eight in a clinic, and then I would drive to the gym and then go home. So I was out of the house for like like 15 hours a day and yeah. I had to have food and I didn't have money because I was broken in college 
So I was eating what I was packing and that's literally all that I had. Yeah. And that was probably the best my eating ever was and the best my body responded to anything because even despite you were on a schedule, I was on a schedule despite how bad I was doing in the gym, it was still working (laughs) because I was keeping just a consistency of healthy mostly you know yeah. what I mean? So that was... Yeah, yeah, your focus was on so many other things that mm-hmm. you couldn't really pay attention to like... I didn't actually learn to lift weights properly with good form that I was proud of until me and Cody started dating after the accident. So it would have been like 2017, I think, is when I cared about form. Yeah. So do you... Want to fast forward to like 2017? Is that like, I don't know. It feels like, like if, for some reason in my mind, it all feels recent. Like, I know. And it, it, it's crazy. It's because I went super seriously with it like pretty yeah. recently. So, like, you start dating Cody. Was he already into fitness? Yeah, I met him in the gym. Oh, right. You yeah. did. Okay. Actually, so funny story. Um, the first, one of the first interactions I ever had with Cody was I was still dating my ex-boyfriend at the time and he was walking home alone in the snow and I was like oh my god that's the kid from my gym that because Kelly knew him Mm -hmm. and that's like how I kind of like knew who he was um and I was like oh I should like pick him up and take him home it's freezing outside and um I was like no that'd be weird also my car's a mess he's gonna judge me and that was like my first like conscious interaction with him (laughs) and then um yeah. So we like kind of met in the gym. I like knew him from the gym and then we started talking here and there in the gym and like over Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's he he was the one that kind of like brought me into like let's do things the right way. So did what did, was he just like slightly training you sort of like just giving you like tips or anything? You didn't have like a coach or anything yet, right? No. I had bought in plenty of those cookie cutter influencer workout plans and you can get at, you can get all the information you need online so he was helping guide me in real time but the only thing that taught me form was watching people online and then taking video of myself and comparing it i've always been pretty good about um how my muscles need to feel to do certain things I I equate it to dance because like you have to feel how your body's going to push you up in the air to do whatever jump you need to do yeah you just have like you're on stage you can't look in a mirror so you have to trust that your body knows how to get you there I think it's kind of the same for weightlifting so do you do you think like the first the first year of you and Cody's relationship, he got into an accident. So mm-hmm. did that kind of slow you down on working out because he wasn't really able to? Or, um, Yes and no. It set us back a lot. Um, we got back into the gym much quicker than he should have. But what we did instead was we gained a lot of weight that year because we had a like lot of unintentionally bulking unintentionally dirty filthy disgusting bulking yeah like i gained a i gained a lot of weight so um the Are you guys y- smoking a lot of weed yeah was weed doing it you think no no it was uh my lack of impulse control and having a my first big girl job and not a lot of bills so i could yeah. pay for pizza hut and wings and wendy's like we got wendy's 
all the time. This was like around the time though. Um, it wasn't due to the accident, but my weight shot up after college. I gained probably 65 pounds. My first, was that accurate? Yeah, because I graduated college. What's crazy is like, I'll forget things that happened in my life, but I'll know pretty much exactly where my weight was for a lot of my life. Yeah. I'll know exactly. So like I graduated college around like 170. um, Do you equate a low weight to like happiness in your life? I used to. You used to, not anymore. I hope not. Well... No, it's I. St- I still think it's there. If I'm being honest, yeah. Um, but the only, time, it, I, the only time I do that, we got really fat when Chipotle was still good. <laughs> mm-hmm. You remember when Chipotle was popping? Mm-hmm. When you would get a huge rice bowl for six dollars and ninety five cents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got big on Chipotle. Like, yeah. The year after I got married. Yeah. Um, that was a fat era for us, but yeah. that's the only era that I remember. I shot up from like one seventy to like two thirty five. Uh, when me and Cody met and so I I stuck around that like 235 um, like ish poundage dropped a little bit of weight when we first started dating um, not much though I don't I didn't dip below 200 for a long time and then um, he gained a lot of weight as well I don't remember how much he ended up gaining like 70 or 80 pounds I think after his accident it was he was up there with me thick boy we we were we were thickums for sure, but we were eating like trash and we weren't moving. And yeah. I, I was eating fast food. This is the time where I was eating fast food three to four times a day. Oh my God. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. Like, like big amounts of fast food. Do you, so fast forward a little bit to where you start taking it like super seriously again? So yeah, I, uh, it's, that was like about a year or two later, probably. It's kind of hard to say when I started taking it seriously because I, to me, I, I have been taking fitness seriously for like a long time. I've just yeah. been learning as I've been going. I've been doing a lot of shit wrong yeah. for a long time. Um, so I first got, I got my first coach um, that I stuck with in 2018. Me and Cody had broken up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, revenge like, body, body, baby, revenge body. body. Like, I'm going to look so hot. Oh, my God. And I did. <laughs> I I worked with this coach uh, for maybe about six months, uh, but I wasn't doing any, like, PEDs or anything at the time. I, but that's when I, I calculated. I learned to calculate every macro, every seasoning, every grain of salt, every oil, like, anything that would go into my body you I quit tracked. drinking too I've never been a big drinker it, it was like but I remember during I think it was during that time there was it might have been about a year later you weren't hanging out with anybody because you were so into fitness yeah but or you were using fitness as an excuse to not hang out with people I'm not sure it's that one okay it's that one I I tend to feel like and sorry to whoever this may uh offend I may much happier version of myself when I'm in positions like that which is why it's really hard for me to let it go which is why this last time when it kind of turned into disaster like flipped me upside down yeah because I thought I was gonna do fitness stuff forever and like I might get back into it Um, I think everybody should be healthy you know to whatever that means to them but um 
I working on myself and spending that time with myself like I had gym friends I had other friends (laughs) everybody says that like I didn't hang out with people but it I had friends they were at the gym and that was my social hour and I was so cool with it you You were only seeing them like at the gym yeah I've like it's been very recent that I've wanted to go out to bars that I've wanted to drink more or anything and it's like I you know this is like super shitty to say but like there's some times where friends don't fit into my lifestyle and I'll choose the lifestyle over those mm-hmm. friends. And that's just like kind of how it goes sometimes. Yeah. I think part of the reason we became like as close as we are is because we like our lifestyles were lining up. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do similar things. We wanted to make content. Yeah. We wanted to do concerts and that just like lined up. Yeah. And for a couple of years, it just like didn't. Mm-hmm. I you would know. agree with that. I fell out of fitness right when you got into it. Yeah. Like, or got in, well, like, when I say got into it, I mean, like, getting coaches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember this first time that I got this coach, um, I, it was, this was, like, the first time working with this coach where I started interrupting my daily life, though, to be more focused on that. So, I was, like, going in and out of the Kings Island Park. It was my first day working with this coach on his plan. My very first day. I had no obligation to him. I had none. I woke up at... 4 30 I went to the gym and I worked out and then I went to King's Island all day and I brought cold chicken and rice with me or maybe it was tilapia and rice but I was going out to the car every few hours to eat these meals like I was instructed to do instead of enjoying the day with my friends oh my god that was the first time that I like had interrupted like something fun I was doing to focus more on fitness and it's not because I felt pressured I think like my biggest like issue with misconception is like, oh, you feel pressured. You feel obligated. I was happy to do it. You know, there was uh, (laughs) there was no pressure. But did you did you want to for the wrong reasons? I wanted to be because I wanted to take it seriously. You know, like, yeah, I did get a coach because I wanted to build muscle and lose weight. That's primarily why people get coaches. But it there's something in me that feels very validated when I make those harder choices Mm -hmm. it's like like, oh I did a good thing it's a very selfish thing it's a very um like for a long time when I was doing the extra hard things I felt above other people yeah and that validated this weird thing inside me because I've never felt good enough so I was doing the extra things that seem like oh, I can't believe your coach made you do this. I can't believe that like the beauty standards of whatever made you do this. My choice. It's always been my choice. Yeah. And that was like kind of hard to come to terms with, realizing that I didn't want to make those same choices for the same reasons. Yeah. And then it all fell apart. <laughs> but that was to- like the first time. And the this was the same coach that I worked with the second time where it like, I, I, I say I took it the more seriously at this point because I was training to compete which is a whole different beast I wasn't training to be healthy or lose weight or gain muscle I was I was training to compete so the first time the first six months you're training just to kind of lose weight gain muscle be healthy and then under the idea that I I knew I wanted to compete one day yeah and then and then you got into competing kind of how did that start (laughs) so I stopped working with this coach. I think it was like a money thing. Coaches are expensive and I'm poor. I have very, very like terrible impulse spending. Um, 
and I was like, I don't, I don't want to give up on the dream of competing yet. So me and Cody got back together and we're kind of just like living life, doing our thing. You're pretty happy that year. Cause yeah, that's it was, when one, it was one of the best years of my again. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like 2019. 2019. That was one of the best years of my life too. Yeah. And, uh, I saw you a lot that year. Mm hmm. And, uh, so like I stopped working with this coach. I think I got the second approval email in, in October, which was the same month that me and Cody told people that we had started dating again, but we'd been dating since like July or August. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I knew for sure I was going to do anything to compete because I, like I knew for sure at the time that that was like my end all be all was to compete on stage. Um, but I also like, we idolized like Dana Lynn Bailey and her husband, Rob Bailey. Like we went to Pennsylvania at least twice to their gym. Like they threw like a new year's Eve party. We went there and they did like a workshop thing for business another year. And we, we went and we met them. Like we drove, Eight and a half hours to go to a gym. To go to a gym of, of to be fair, she was the first female Olympian. That's so cool, right? Yes. She was like the first physique Olympian. She was like the first one to get crowned because they hadn't like had physique yet. They had figure, and then they had um the the big ones, the big ones. Physiques in the middle. Okay, but. Yeah, anyway, it was, like, really cool. So, like, we've been into the idea of, like, building yourself off of fitness and competing and the whole thing. Like, I've loved it for a really long time. And then this time, 2019, was when I was, like, I'm all in. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And then, you know, that's, yeah. That would be, like, I would say that was, like, the most seriously I, I've taken it. But I've been heavily into fitness for forever. What was the experience like where, was that the not so great one? Like where you ended up like sick? Was that that one like runaround? How does that timeline work? Because that one. I'm hesitant to say that I, that it wasn't good or that I was ever, uh, that I was ever sick. Uh, this is kind of where I let people talk for me. Because I thought, I don't know, maybe the story on my end is that and I don't know if I came up with this in my head or if this was a story that you said to kind of I don't know be or maybe it's what you thought at the time but from when you were super into um when when it was like when you said that this is the best I've ever looked or and yeah. when you were super into like competition and showing yeah is that you ended up Messing up like your liver or kidneys somewhere along the way. My liver never went into failure, but I did have jaundice because of a drug yeah. I was taking. And that's why I thought I was like, oh, and I thought it might have been, I, I never thought it was like the coach, but I do that you were on a supplement that you had a negative reaction to. No, that's a very that normal reaction it. for that drug. That's a, that's a normal reaction mm -hmm. for it. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that like going into mm -hmm. it? I knew every risk. My coach never made me feel pressured. He never, I went to him being like, I want to up my game because when you are my height 
you do nothing but put on lean body tissue until you have a helper. Yeah. You have to do PEDs if you want to win. That's just the sport of bodybuilding. It doesn't matter really what class you're in anymore. There's yeah. they they drug test, but if you want to win, you need to do them. So, yeah, I knew I knew every I knew every risk going into it and uh the drug is really cool. It's called DNP. It's very illegal. Uh I think statute of limitations is over on that now because I haven't taken it since 2019. Yeah, 2019. Oh wow. Uh huh. And uh, it's it's kind of cool. Um, you, I looked up like a lot of scientific studies on it forever ago. Um, so I could be misspeaking, but it reshapes your cellular structure. Um, on a level so you're constantly burning that um like carb source. And that's yeah. how I got so skinny so fast. So when I said it's not a magic pill, I lied. It was a magic pill, and it's called DNP. So, wait, did, did, was I, like, under a misinterpretation of this, like, on purpose from you? No. Or did I just misunderstand? I, um, I don't, I haven't really talked to anybody other than Cody about it. Oh, wow. Just because I don't really want to have to explain to people why I chose to do it it's almost easier to let people come up with their own narrative because to to a lot of people I did look sick and I looked terrible and I had low energy uh, because basically what I had been doing was I was in a heavy deficit for six months and what's kind of shitty is I was so close to bulking yeah I was this close and uh I, I was in a heavy deficit for six months. I lost, I got down to like 143 was my lowest weight. And I think I started around like 180 something. So mm -hmm. I lost like 40-ish pounds within six months. Um, and I was training really hard every day. I was working in clinic. I wasn't even working from home. I was getting in 10 to 11,000 steps a day outside of my cardio and weight training. Um, so I, I was I was run pretty far into the ground because what we were doing was a mock prep to get me down to a low body fat percentage to then do a really controlled bulk with PEDs to build up as much tissue without the body fat as possible. So when it came time for me to cut and do a show, it was less hard on my body to get to the physique I needed to get to. So. And that was it? Mm -hmm. That's all it was? That's all it was. Why'd you let everybody run with it? Because every time I tried to tell people it's what I wanted to do or that I truly believe that that's how I felt I looked best, everybody told me I was wrong. Yeah. Like you included. Yeah. You know, like I appreciate people who aren't afraid to speak their mind, but it's, um, it's very easy for me to get discouraged about where I stand with myself based yeah. on other people's opinions. It's always been that way. Yeah. So I don't well, think. I'm sorry I misunderstood. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, like, the thing is, like, I thought it, you were running with it, like, way too hard. Like, I, I was like, I, to be fair, we weren't, like, super close. If you were to do that now, I would have a better understanding. But we were more so just, like, friends at the time. Like, we weren't, like, super close like we are now. Yeah. And I had a misunderstanding that you were overworking and, I knew that you were happy with your body and like I was also concerned because I've seen people 
in the fitness world, bodybuilding, powerlifting, like way get too far into it to where they can't see how far they are into it. Yeah. But I mean, also, if it's something that you want and it's something that you're competitive with, that's okay too. I mean, no, to be fair, um, it's it's glorified eating disorders. Yeah. You have to have an eating disorder to be great at bodybuilding because you have to have that sense of control. And it just fed into that with me. I felt very powerful no matter how tired I was. I felt very good about myself. I was really proud of how far. And like, so this is kind of like where I have an issue is because I've been confused for a really long time about how I wanted my body to look. Because growing up, I didn't want to look like a figure girl. Like, oh, I misspoke earlier. Janelyn Bailey, one figure. That's the middle mm. between physique and bikini is figure, right? No, she won physique. I have no idea. Mm, that's uh, hold on. Hang Would it on. Bother you? It's gonna bother me. I have to look it up. But anyway, what I'm saying is, um, I just <laughs> Janelyn Bailey. Like bodybuilders listening that are screaming. I know. I used to be that one that was like, get it right, you fucking idiot. She won the Olympia in 2013 and she was the first female physique Olympian. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if she, I think because she was a little too muscly for figure. I'm pretty sure. I wish this would give me more information. Yeah, physique category. I was right. Okay, there I was right go. the first time. So, um, I don't remember what I was talking about, but I knew that. You were I, talking about how when you were younger, you didn't know how you right. wanted your body to look. Yeah, yeah, because I thought I wanted to be thin and petite. Like, I always hated how tall I was. I always hated how much mass I carried in different areas. And then bodybuilding when I was looking into doing figure, um, which is like very strong and structured shoulders, which is still pretty feminine, but you have to have the muscle there. Um, I felt I, to this day, I feel my prettiest when I'm working out, when I can see myself in the mirror and I'm like, I'm lifting weights. I feel really good about myself. It's like the only time. Right. And which is confusing because growing up, I always wanted to be dainty and cute and little and thin so I kind of thought I wanted to like you know focus on that again and I was like oh I'm taking PEDs to build muscle and then I'm like oh I'm already into my mid-20s and I'm so far behind I wouldn't have a chance I wouldn't have a chance in the bodybuilding world unless I was like in my 40s working at this for like the next 20 years and then it the pandemic happened and when the pandemic happened is when I shut everything down yeah that's when I was like I if if the world is ending (laughs) I need I need a break because I had to work through the pandemic so trying to diet to that degree and work through the pandemic if you're not strong enough to handle it I wasn't so it just broke me so when you look back at I I wouldn't call it like a failed start or anything because you definitely did it when you look no, I don't I don't think I failed at it either I made the conscious choice to stop yeah do you think that like with that start you don't look at it 
like as a negative thing? You look at it as a positive thing because it was a success? Yeah, I think so. It taught me a lot. Yeah. Do you Ta- think it taught you like a lot of discipline and everything? Yeah, it actually um, opened my eyes to how disciplined I can be because I've never been that way before. Yeah. Um, I've had terrible impulsivity issues my entire life, binge eating issues my entire life, uh, which got significantly worse after I stopped this prep that I was on. Um, I After I stopped working with a coach, I, I didn't get my binge eating under control until probably I got medicated with my yeah. ADHD meds. Um, yeah, I, I, it taught me a lot and I'm really grateful for it because I think if I didn't go hard to that degree, I would have regretted it because I know, I know that I could be successful and I know that I could compete and I know for sure, unless I had the time and money to put into the extra stuff, I would never be a winner. I know that for sure. And having that concrete answer, knowing that I could do it, knowing where I fall and deciding that wasn't for me. Um, it's a great service to myself. Yeah. I appreciate you clarifying. Yeah. I'm a little annoyed you let me run with it for three years. So I was always like, oh man, Lincoln went through this crazy prep and I was so worried about it. It was crazy. The thing is like, I, I, I feel mean, like to I, a normal person, it's crazy. Yeah. You know? I feel like I downplay it a lot, but it's tough. It was hard. It interrupted my life. Um, but uh, I'm very happy with the choice to do it. That's the only thing is like, I think it comes across that I wasn't happy to do it. Yeah. Uh, I was very happy to be that miserable for that period of time. That's insane. Yeah. I I never knew that you were like, okay. I thought you always look back on it as like a point of regret mm. where you're like, oh, wow, that was a crazy thing I did. But yeah. I guess like looking from like a competition standpoint, it like I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Like from the other side as well. Mm-hmm. I always looked at it. I guess. From from the point of view of like going into a competition, like from an outside perspective on it, um, it seemed like, and I, I've never done anything like that, but from my perspective, it always seemed like an unhealthy thing. And, but if it was teaching you discipline, I don't know. See, I still don't, like, like I hear you say that it was but I'm also not in your head. I hear you say that it was like a great thing that was teaching you discipline. Yeah. And it was something that you were doing for competition and that you don't regret it. But I guess my perception of all those, and I mean, you even said it yourself, was that it was like a glorified kind of Oh, it was disorder. completely unhealthy. Yeah. That's like one of the stipulations is what you agree upon is yeah. you're going to be unhealthy. Because if you were just a healthy lifestyle person, the human body is not built to yeah. do that. You have to make it. Yeah. You found, you found the words for me. Yeah. But do you do you ever like are you concerned that you consciously made like an unhealthy choice to your body but I mean people do that every day too when they eat food that's terrible for them or My, don't yeah. exercise um yes but not because of anything that I just talked about yeah the, the worst thing I ever did to my body was um coming out of that huge deficit mm-hmm. guns blazing and just eating whatever I wanted binging on whatever I wanted, eating thousands of calories a day. Like I have videos where I was coming off of that prep and I would, I had, like I had eaten a, a huge, huge amount of food that day. And my stomach was just like out because I was so bloated from mm-hmm. the food. And I was super influenced by um, like Stephanie Buttermore. She did an all in thing where after she had been like 
a fitness deficit person for so long. She did an all in where I was like, oh, she's going all in. I'll go all in too. Not the same. I did. I treated my body so badly. I regressed heavily. I'm so far behind with myself that that was the worst decision I could have ever made was not coming out of it the right way. Yeah. Because you always, I guess I was around a little bit when you came out of it and you were like, I'm not saying that you were responsible for the misinterpretation of it, but maybe I interpreted it wrong from the way that you were talking. But I, I like remember afterwards you were like, oh, I'm so happy that I'm not on prep anymore. And it might have just been like, well, I think from not being exhausted anymore yeah. and like being able to like do other things and new experiences. Yeah. But that's I, not untrue. I just didn't clarify yeah. specifically because yeah. I, I don't like to have, to be fair, if I talk about it, I have to explain it. Yeah. And that and shit's exhausting. And you're open to questions and yeah. everybody has opinions about fitness. Everybody and their fucking brother have opinions about fitness. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Shit's annoying. I guess like a way to go forward is like, yeah, I did a prep. I was working towards bodybuilding, decided to step out of it. Yeah. Due to the pandemic. And that's it. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, that's really all I've all I've said. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it's just one of those where like kind like I once once a, somebody makes up their mind about me. I don't really go out of my way to change it, which could be perceived as like a bad thing. But a lot of times I don't have the energy to correct it. Yeah. Because I just am like, if that's how you think or feel, cool. You know, yeah. but it's it's so nuanced, you know, like I can't sit here and definitive, definitively be like, this was good for my body and I'm happy I did it or I was exhausted. It was bad for my body and I'm not happy I did mm-hmm. it or like I came out of it and I'm glad that I came out of it and didn't pursue it because part of that is true the biggest regret I have is how I came out of it you know like I'm glad that I didn't pursue tons of money into PEDs and tons of money into competitions that I I didn't stand a chance of winning overall so yeah are so you are glad that you didn't full send into like the bodybuilding community yeah, to it, I I do feel like I did full send into it, but I mean, like long term. Yeah, I, I'm glad that I didn't pursue what I thought I wanted after I got the the um the reassurance that it was going to take years. Yeah, which like, duh, like bodybuilding does take years, but when you start to consider um biological advantages with height, weight, muscle distribution, all that my body just without a lot of extra help a lot of extra training it wasn't it, I didn't stand a chance where are you at so this was COVID what did the next like three years after that look like um I didn't work out for about two and a half years yeah yeah and that that I've had really I've probably been the worst mentally in my entire life in the last three years yeah like considering all the mental health issues I've had before um mistreating my body working from home not moving 
lying to myself about what was good for me and what wasn't and like just the uh the paralysis of wanting to start again and I I don't have a good grasp of middle ground yeah because I've taught myself over years that if you're going to do it it's going to be your entire lifestyle which that worked for me for a really long time and it doesn't necessarily work for me all the time right now so instead of doing it halfway I just haven't been doing it at all do you want to do it again yeah I would love to um I've I the thing is like I I quit my gym membership (laughs) um I have like a couple things to work out from home but I I had to go to physical therapy for lower back issues because my muscles atrophied to the point where my body couldn't hold itself together right and I got lower back pain from like weak um interior muscles so like having to go to physical therapy for being too sedentary at the age of 27 yeah that really opened my eyes to a lot yeah yeah do you do you have advice for people um who either like want to get into bodybuilding or people who are in a similar position of you were they want it to be more accessible or mm. what, what's kind of like your roundabout thoughts like if you were if somebody were to come with you being like, hey, what was your experience like and what do you have to say to other people about it? Because it was like, like not to say that you're minimizing or anything, but it was your entire life for years, like up yeah. until like COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was, that was a really heavy thing for you to have to step away from. Do you think that you, like, what would you say to somebody that came to you with it and was like, hey, I'm looking to get into this or hey, what was your overall experience like? Like, what, yeah. what, what advice do you have, like, if you had a megaphone? I think um, my first thought would be <laughs> um, figure out what you are good at doing, figure out what you like to do, figure out what you need to do to improve, and then do all three of those things together in a routine consistently for about six months. <laughs> That's what I would say. Um, you know, just consistent. It's like, uh, this is the worst answer. I used to get so mad when people would be like, consistency is key. Mm-hmm. It is. And don't rely on discipline. No, I'm sorry. Don't rely on motivation to keep you disciplined. You're not going to be motivated to go to the gym every day, which when you're an ADHD person, motivation is what propels you forward. And when you don't have it, tough luck. You're not really doing a whole lot that yeah. day. So I think my biggest advice would be figure out what brings you joy when it comes to working out. And then, you know, I think everybody should have a goal. I think if you go into fitness without a goal, you're going to be like kind of swimming upstream. You know, you need I, I think you should always go in with a plan. Figure out what you'd like to do. Figure out what your goals are. Implement the two. Always, always. Always, 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 always have your form down. Form down. Perfect. So you're not hurting yourself before you up weight. Yeah. I swear to God, if you cannot do an exercise for at least 15 reps with the correct form and then you throw 225 on the bar. This is very specific to me. You are going to wreck your body. You have to figure out your form first. You'll thank me later. I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was the worst. It the thing is like it 
sure it's not the worst until the 50th time you do it with bad form and i only then your did body it twice breaks. i only did it twice <laughs> i, I don't it. even know what you're referring to i i sent you a deadlifting video with oh. 225 specifically and i was really proud of it oh that's like kind of the roundabout number that people like go for i feel yeah. like i was, I was talking more like, about like squats oh <laughs> but. no and i was just trying to see where i was at yeah um that's not a good number to see where you're at by the way well i used to be i feel like it like but i know it's been years but. yeah that's not like a starting number <laughs> but i think that like I feel a lot like of, my weight it was um uh, uh no it's not even uh. no never Mm-mm. you start 135 maybe well, that's, <laughs> that's what I was if doing. you have I was experience like, i was like i just kind of want to see yeah like no i wasn't shitting on you at all specifically that's just like i feel like i've seen time and time again i'm guilty of it too where i went into the gym trying to be like too big for my britches throwing weight on the bar and my form sucked so what's the benefit i haven't you even have been putting that. weight on the bar the past couple months i've just been using um just a straight barbell like yeah. i benched yesterday and i just benched a barbell yeah i mean ego lifting will kill you <laughs> like yeah. faster than any PEDs oh yeah will. i literally part of the reason is because i'm too lazy to put the fucking weights on <laughs> so like for instance yesterday i did I did 50 reps, just like traditional benching, mm-hmm. just the bar. Yeah. And it felt so good. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, and that's what I've been doing the past like three or four months. The thing is like, it's, it's all dependent like on your goals. So, yeah. you know, like if your form's good and your goals are in order, do research on what you need for the next step. But like, you know, it's, it's trial and error and consistency, I think is what I wish I would have done more from the beginning. Yeah. That kind of segues into my last last question is like what are mistakes that you've made like in fitness both like mentally? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of want to focus on like the mental part of it. Yeah. Like uh, mentally like were you ever like in the wrong headspace like about fitness? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, I haven't looked at working out being good for my body in you know, probably over 10 years. Like it's, it's never been something I've approached as being good for me. It's always something I've approached as I want to change this about me or I want to lift this amount of weight. It's never like I'm working out to feel good. Yeah. N- never, which is bad. It goes against all the advice that I would tell anyone, yeah. but I've never, I, it's very vain. Like, you know, I want to look in the mirror while I'm lifting or working out or doing whatever and be like, damn, that's a bad bitch. So, I mean, yeah, I, I've, al- I've always approached working out, my goal being how do I want my body to look like, not feel like, which is a huge misstep. And yeah. I've felt that way. I still feel that way today. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for misunderstanding it. Oh, for so no. Long. I mean, like, honestly, don't we don't sorry. really talk about it super often. It's, I've, I've been fighting the fact that it's part of, who I am for a long time yeah I think when, it's when, I'm coming to terms with it a little bit better now when we do talk about fitness it's always about the future we don't ever really talk about our past fitness that often I feel like yeah and also like a part of me feels like a fraud uh it's hard to not feel like a fraud when I've put all this work and effort in over these years and I lost it all in a matter of a couple yeah because of the pandemic I don't even look like I work out so like yeah who am I to talk about fitness when I can't practice what I preach you're like my one of my go-to people like I it, it's because uh you 
like like when you said like about form and everything I'm like can you check my form yeah she's the only person I trust to oh. I think it's also because you're like a woman I'm a form dictator yeah I like you're yeah. you're you're a woman mm-hmm. and you're super knowledgeable about it so you're like the main person I ask mm-hmm. about it because if you like men and women biologically it's gonna be different yeah and like men are also assholes I like, also when it comes to fitness think yeah I just I worked so hard on form for a really long time it's like one of the things I'm most proud of of myself because yeah. I I know that I'll I'm gonna do it correctly um and I and it just once that clicked for me because I worked with a coach that was like if your form sucks you suck yeah so you know who's the stretching dictator Jed which I I should be stretching more actually <laughs> stretch more that's my advice stretch recover your body yoga i've most of the successful powerlifters that um i've taken advice from almost all of them do yoga daily mm-hmm. and like it's honestly yoga is so much more fun than stretching and it does the same thing and be, like it, it it's because stretching is boring like that's part of the reason i feel I like yoga it. doesn't do exactly the same thing no the yoga poses that i do are like the same poses that um Jed does when he's done powerlifting like when when he's done working out and he's stretching yeah. it's the same they're the same poses they're just more fun like I I still feel like that that well, yeah, be purposefully like, stretching yeah yeah obviously. that's like a whole no- there's like recovery stretching and then there's like yoga which I think is different but oh well yeah I'm also not a competitive powerlifter right I'm somebody that does it for fun yeah I get it and, and I just like to do it but yeah there is definitely a difference but I will tell you what when I when I watch people stretch, mm-hmm. like, and it's like purposeful recovery stretching, mm-hmm. it's the same yoga poses that I do. They're just a little bit more intense. And I don't really use a band that often. But getting away from the point, do you feel, do you feel good about, like, everything? Like, like, conversation we just had and everything? Um, yeah. Is anything you want to clarify? You feel okay about it? You seem like a little, like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, that's, that's not it. I, I just don't. I don't know. I've I've struggled for a long time feeling like I don't add value to the conversation based off of my experience. I think your personal experience adds value. Yeah. Um, I've never heard anybody talk about fitness the way that you did today. Thank you. And I think that it's a very unique and valid perspective on it. Yeah. Personally. And it clarified it because you've never really talked about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just been like, oh, yeah, that was a time. Mm-hmm. And it's always been perceived as like a, I've always perceived it as like a negative thing. And yeah, I think I, it's easy to do that when I'm not yeah. boasting about it all the time. Yeah. And I appreciate you like clarifying with me. I just okay. wish you did it sooner. I look like an idiot. No, I don't think you look like an idiot. Do you think so? Yeah. Cause that, well, I mean, I guess, I guess I also never really asked until now. That's what the whole point about the interview was, yeah. just to ask about things that, the other person has an experience yeah. and that we wanted like clarification on. Yeah. Which segues us into our next episode. Yeah. Lincoln's going to interview me. I am. About something that she hasn't. I mean, you were there for it, but like there's still no. a lot that you don't know. She I wasn't was, there there. Here the, but, yeah. I was not there for it. She was not I there had for no it. idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> had no idea. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like overall, I feel okay about my fitness journey. And if if I could choose like one thing to do, like I, I would like to kind of like share my experience more often, maybe help people who have fallen out of it the way I did. It's a good start. I think that we both, while mine was more so like a negative experience, I feel like both of these interviews, like it's something where it's like, 
I haven't really talked about this all that much mm-hmm. and I haven't really opened up about it, but I would like to. Yeah. And, you know, and I appreciate you. But yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. So that's part one of our season finale. We're going to take a break and then we'll come back and we're going to interview Ricky. Should we do an outro? Because these are going to be released on two separate weeks. Um. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Ricky's interview with Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, to clarify misconceptions. We talked um, about fitness stuff. Fitness stuff. Yeah. You just listen to it. But uh, yeah, rate us. There should be like a Q&A below if you're listening on Spotify too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're interested, there is a video version out now if you're not watching it. Um, and you want to see that we've been catfishing you. Yeah. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. We also have matching shirts. They're super cute. Oh, Hog- my God. Hogs and heifers, baby. Which was the best oh, night of man. our lives. Oh, man. I should have, like, told the story of me dancing on the bar at this place. You this still place. can if you want to as the outro. I danced on the bar at Hogs and Heifers, and it was the coolest moment of my life. It was, she was, it was a rock my, star. It was my it was so good. event. The room went <laughs> silent in awe and not in embarrassment. I know. She I, got down, and she's like, why was everybody quiet? Was, was it embarrassing? And I was like, no, it was so good that everybody was speechless. It was great. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good week.